Welcome to Opus Private Clients Wealth Style Podcast. All of the material discussed on our podcasts have specific themes, and that's to move your wealth and lifestyle forward, increase your purpose, and provide you with clarity and confidence. Opus's mantra is always forward. We have found that regardless of one's wealth, moving your lifestyle forward is the number one priority for our clients. On our podcast, we'll share our rich 35 years of experience in designing strategies, share clients' experiences, and introduce resources that have positively impacted our clients. We trust that you will enjoy our direct, transparent, and realistic approach to positively impacting the quality of you and your family's lives. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Opus Wellstyle Podcast. My name is Yvonne Watanabe here with my partner, Evan. Evan, what's going on, man? How are you? Doing great. Getting into the holiday season. Just about there. No, right? Home stretch here. Home stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're excited to have on Andrew McCall from Spider Rock, a good partner of the Opus firm. Um, Andrew, how are you doing today? Hey, doing great. And thanks for having me. Excited Absolutely. to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Andrew, we're, we're excited to have you on today. Um, we've been having a lot of conversations recently with clients who are, you know, looking at their portfolios, trying to mitigate things like taxes and, and maybe, you know, diversify away from what they currently have. And so, you know, we've introduced Spider Rock as a partner of ours to talk a little bit about some strategies that you've been helping clients implement uh, within their portfolios to kind of handle that. Um, again, we're, we're kind of excited to have you on. But before we start, like, why don't you just introduce yourself, talk a little bit about Spider Rock, the firm, um, and we can kind of go from there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I appreciate that. Um, just for folks that don't know me, my name is Adrian McCall. I'm one of the regional consultants here at Spider Rock. So partner with Ivan and team uh, to deliver really uh, the uh, solutions that help with two problems, mainly with single stock positions, which are come in the form of risk and taxes. So a little bit about Spider Rock is that we were founded in 2013. Uh, we are a full service asset manager that uses technology and our comprehensive derivatives experiments to deliver highly customizable and scale, scalable option solutions for clients. And so with our technology and uh, as far as our background, what we give clients the ability to do is change the risk and return profile of their single stock but without having to sell it day one. So depending on what a client's goals or ultimate outcome looks like, we can help adjust a single stock position, avoid taxes by using options. That's great. And and so we're, we're going to dive into it a little bit, um, but, but sort of before we start, right, I, I got to give sort of a compliance disclosure here. So like for those listening on the call, right, we're going to talk about some, some option strategies and some other complex investment strategies you know, in certain situations, you know, losses could be uncapped. Um, so you got to really understand, you know, how options may fit into your investment strategy. So this isn't for everybody. Make sure you're, you know, reviewing it with your advisor. Um, so with that, with that kind of, you know, out there, um, Andrew, can you just kind of describe a little bit first, you know, for the listening audience, we've got all, all different kinds of backgrounds on the call or on, on this uh this podcast. So what an option is first, and then kind of dive into, you know, how we kind of use it. Yeah, absolutely. And so if you think from a very academic level, an option is a contract. And this contract is between two investors who are willing to buy or sell an investment at a specific price, and at some point in the future. So the three elements really there are the buy or sell of that specific investment, 
which will either gain you exposure or take away exposure to that investment. The specific price agreed upon in an option terms, that could be considered the strike price of the option. And then at some point in the future will be the options expiration. Awesome. No, I appreciate that. So, you know, really we've been having these conversations with clients that have either individual positions or um, usually individual positions, but a stock portfolio that have had significant gains, right? So let's say I work for X, Y, and Z company, you know, I've been granted some stock and it's high, you know, and they, I got it at a discount years ago. And now that stock has had some significant appreciation there, right? So, but, but I'm concerned because the stock is, makes up a material portion of my portfolio. And, you know, there's a lot of exposure to having a lot of stock in one particular company, potentially, right? So, you know, what we've had Spider Rock introduced to some of our clients, and, and one of the things that we'll chat about is sort of like a covered call strategy, right? To help, you know, down, mitigate some of the downside and some of the, the, the downside protection there. So can you kind of walk the clients through like what a covered call strategy is? Again, why would somebody want to use it? What are the different appropriate scenarios there? You know, that would be super helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And so how the options uh, work are really alongside or on top of your individual position. So giving you the ability to retain full ownership throughout the lifetime of the strategy. And when we think about options, they're really there to solve or provide a specific outcome. And so when using a covered call, that's where we're going to sell call options against your stock, which helps to reduce about one third of the exposure to your single stock position day one. And the trade-off is going to be income generation in the form of premium collected. So folks that are looking for potentially some additional income on their existing position outside of their dividend, while still wanting to reduce risk, and then lastly, potentially help unwind the position tax neutrally over time, are really the three main priorities that a covered call can help a client accomplish. So no, would you say it's, ahead, so it's, it's largely for... You know, obviously all those three, those three things, but especially it makes a ton of sense if you have clients with individual positions with enormous uh, gains, again, like Yvonne said, relative to the rest of the portfolio, whether it's because they inherited them, they got it as a, you know, at a discount through uh, employee stock purchase plan or, or RSU grants, et cetera, where that's really what we're talking about is when you have a big gain in one or several positions that kind of over overweight your portfolio to a, a, a certain sector or even just you know too few positions that's really where this starts to make sense does that sound about right it does it's for those that want to potentially retain their position uh slowly unwind them over time and really at over that time have some additional benefits in the form of either income generation or some downside protection right yeah so we we see people get stuck all the time where they have these huge gains and they know theoretically it'd be great to diversify, but you start selling it and it's going to create a huge tax bill. And of course, nobody wants to do that. Plus, you know, they've seen a ton of gains and are expecting that to continue going forward. So I think this is a, a really relevant solution, topical solution for, for that situation. Yeah. And I'm happy to walk through the mechanics of what that looks like through time. Because from day one, when we sell the call options, we'll collect premium that goes into the account in the form of cash. Now, that cash is freely usable to either use for retirement expenses, further diversification, 
or investing in other ways. So think about that as the dry powder that is the benefit of using the cover call. Now the trade-off. I, I think the, oh, sorry, ahead. just just a, one one additional piece, right? That we talk a lot about is is the pre, so so for those listening, right? The premium is is money that you collect for the options, right? So because you're you're offering the opportunity for somebody else to purchase these, you're you're getting some premium in return for that. Those premiums can also be used to offset the tax, right? So depending on how you're unwinding it, the premium could basically be used to offset whatever your taxable gain is. Is that is that another option, Andrew, that you see? It is. And so the premium could also be used to source um, or fund a capital gains bill. Because uh, at the end of the day, there's only going to be two outcomes that can happen in a covered call strategy. Either the options are going to make you money in the form of that premium collected and kept, or they may lose value past a certain point. And I'm happy to talk about that outcome is really when stocks are rallying or going to the upside. Yeah, that'd be great. I think I think walking through those two scenarios would be would be helpful for sure. Absolutely. And so when we think about writing calls or selling calls day one for a specific price, there's only two outcomes that can happen throughout the lifetime of the option. And it's either that the underlying stock stays below that price of where we have sold the call or it finishes above at expiration. So in the time in which the stock price stays below our strike price of the option, we will keep all of the premium because the option will expire worthless allowing us to write new options and bringing in another round of income. In the other scenario where stocks will rally above the strike price, there are risks involved, such as assignment risk, where stocks can then be called away, leaving clients with an unexpected tax bill. Uh, we don't want that to be the case since we are essentially expressing selling your stock by using these options. We don't want that outcome to actually come into fruition. So we'll essentially buy back the option ahead of expiration, realizing a potential option loss as your stock is going up in value. And so that's the two outcomes that can happen is either in the form of an option game, premium collected, or a potential realized option loss as stocks are going up or past the strike price at expiration. And, and for you guys at Spider Rock, are there certain, you know, what what type of, <clears throat> excuse me, what are are there certain companies that you won't touch? You don't have to name who they are, but like, are there certain are there certain stock positions that you guys will not have this strategy associated with? You know, if it's you know somebody in the S and P five hundred, I'm sure it won't be an issue, or perhaps it's not. But are there other companies that you that you just won't offer that to? So we'll take a look at always at the liquidity of the options market first to determine whether or not a a single stock position would be a good fit for a spider rock strategy. But what's very unique is our ability to look at the entire volatility surface of any one individual position. So think about that as all the available calls, all the available puts to really find where the liquidity and as, as well as the best price or relative value will be in those options. So every single stock will have its own unique volatility profile and Spider Rock will be able to select the options that will give you the best risk return for the available either value that's out there or of the available option liquidity. Got it. Got it. And you know, Evan, any any other questions sort of on the covered call strategy? I mean, I I feel like it's relatively 
simple, but also pretty complex sort of concept. Well, Andrew, where, you know, we talked about where it makes sense. Where doesn't it make sense? So it does not make sense for uh, stocks that people may have very firm beliefs in the future performance, because Mm -hmm. remember, the trade-off here is some of the future upside for the income day one. So if we have a very strong belief in the performance of the stock, then it may take away from your overall exposure or total return. That's in that case of that potential option realizing a loss. And so with Spider Rock, we don't have a directional or a fundamental view on where the stock is going to go. We're going to manage its volatility consistently through time, as we have seen and believe that by hitting singles and doubles over time, uh, we'll actually produce a smoother path and a better outcome for clients. So if your belief is very strong in the stock, then we would say hedge less with us or where it may not be a great fit. And when you say singles and doubles, is that is that essentially collecting uh, the premiums, collecting the in, the premiums for the for the options? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Got it. And you know, one of the other strategies and scenarios that we've been talking about recently is sort of a collar strategy, right? A little bit different utility there. Can you explain to the audience sort of what that is and and how it works and how it differs from the covered call strategy? Um, absolutely. And so with when we think about the priorities of the covered call, they really are listed in income generation, a buffer to the downside, and then that potential for using the option gains or losses to slowly unwind. When we think about the collar, this is for clients that are looking for a floor of protection or downside protection rather than just a buffer. So where the covered call is more of your risk reduction light, the collar is going to be your risk reduction heavy, as it is the same thing as a covered call generating income by the sale of calls. But instead of keeping that premium as income, we're going to spend it on stock insurance or by buying protective puts. Got it. So so the idea for this, right, is, hey, I, I don't know, I inherited X, Y, and Z stock or, or I, you know, I used to work at a company that I'm still relatively fond of. I really know that I should diversify away, but you know, I'm nervous that you know it makes up a large position of my portfolio, but I really don't want to sell it, but I'm nervous that the stock price could drop below X. And and that's really the only downside. That's the reason why you'd consider holding on to it is because I'm concerned that the stock price will drop below X number. So the colored call strategy is basically there to help me reason with it and hold on to the stock that I really like, but make sure that in the event that the stock price drops below a certain number, that that there's a strategy to unwind that. Is that is that sort of the, the idea? It's essentially using the premium or the income collected to pay for stock insurance. Yeah. So it really is for somebody that is looking for a floor of protection or participation past a certain point. So think about that as being, you know, no longer losing past down 10% as an example. And so it's really commonly used for folks that want either the downside protection without having to sell their position day one, as well as potentially for those looking for a step up or waiting for a step up in cost basis. Andrew, what, what impacts the premium that that received? Is it liquidity? Is it the volatility or volume of the stock underlying stock being traded? 
Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> so the amount of premium that can be collected is a function of the volatility of the stock. So when you think about selling calls on names like J&J or Johnson & Johnson versus your Teslas, your Apples, Microsofts of the world, um, you're going to see a higher potential premium generated in a more volatile stock than a lower volatile stock. Got it. And so I would imagine that, you know, that could have a, an impact on whether the strategy makes sense of, you know, the, not just how many gains you have in that specific position, but is this position kind of low and steady like J and J or general electric, et cetera, or is it more Tesla or high technology, high volatility technology stocks? The dollar or the absolute dollar premium to be generated will definitely be, will differ from stock to stock. Mm -hmm. But the level of risk reduction that we provide is very much targeted so that you're getting a consistent level of risk reduction in the covered call and caller as you would on uh, J&J or on Tesla. So we, we aim to really be more risk focused and target a specific level of risk reduction for each of the strategies throughout the lifetime of its use. And then the premium collected given that level of risk reduction can differ based on the individual or the uniqueness of the stock itself. Got it. Are there any other sort of, you know, what, what do you would, what would you consider a downside of the collared strategy? The downside of the collar strategy and just like with really any of our strategy is the exposure <laughs> that you're taking off of the individual name where with our collar, we target, taking off anywhere at a maximum of 70% of the single stock exposure. So that, um, again, is representative of essentially selling or reducing your share count by about 70%. But rather than doing that the traditional way and realizing taxes, you can utilize options to have a very similar outcome. So as stocks rally and you've reduced risk, you won't always have the upside participation as you would otherwise leaving shares unhedged. And so that would be the trade-offs really with any one of our strategies that each one will provide its own unique level of risk reduction. And that's really to be tailored or specific to a client's you know, desired outcome where some folks may want to have risk reduction light versus risk reduction heavy. Mm -hmm. And it's all going to be dependent and driven by their overall investment goals. That's great. And Andrew, as, as we kind of wrap up on the, on the strategies, are there any other things that you really want to make sure that sort of the listening audience takes away from, from either option uh, or either strategy, I should say, um, that, that, that sort of you want to make sure they walk away with? I think it's always important to understand uh, what are we looking to accomplish and then what are the trade-offs involved when using one or even a combination of any one of these type of solutions uh, what is very nice is that there is flexibility in customization as well as in liquidity as all the options that we utilize here at Spider Rock will be on the U.S. listed market in our daily liquid. So there's a lot of flexibility in being able to take a hedge on, off, size it up or down to help express a very specific or desired outcome. Yeah, that flexibility is definitely important when you're working through these these strategies. So that that's that's uh, that's extremely helpful. Again, one of the reasons why we we've uh, considered Spider Rock for for a number of clients. Andrew, so can you just share with the listening audience if they wanted to find out more about Spider Rock, you uh, you know the strategies. What, what's the best way for them to go about doing that? 
the best way of exploring a specific client case is to reach out to your advisor. Um, all we need to generate or explore that case uh, would be the ticker of the underlying shares, the number of shares we're looking to potentially hedge, as well as the cost basis information. From there, we'll generate a custom proposal to walk through the unique offering and all of the solutions to give you an idea of what the trade-offs and really then hone in on the specific strategy or combination thereof of solutions that would be appropriate for a specific client goal. And that's the way we best see us working with clients to help solve these very specific problems. Awesome. Awesome. Ev, anything before we wrap up? Again, back to you know what you said at the beginning, these these strategies can be complex. So it's important to not only understand what you're doing, the risks involved or the risks that in this case we're taking off the table, uh, but work with someone who's you know a professional in this in this field uh, to give you guidance as to when this may or may not make sense for your specific situation. But it's a lot of a lot of good strategies here for people that may otherwise feel stuck in some positions just because they're fortunate enough to have you know a ton of gains. Yeah, for sure. Well, Andrew, listen, man, we really, really appreciate uh, you coming onto the podcast and sharing the different conversations. And uh, to you, the listening audience, thanks for tuning in. Again, reach out to Evan, myself, the rest of the team. Uh, if you have any questions on either one of the strategies, we're happy to have a conversation about it. Um, and please remember to click subscribe below uh, to be notified when we come out with a new episode. Talk soon, guys. Happy holidays. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Style Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. This podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only and is for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or Opus Private Client, and opinions stated are their own. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Yvonne Watanabe and Evan Wool are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC PAS. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America. Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Opus Private Client LLC is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Opus Private Client LLC is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Yvonne's California Insurance License 0H44206. Evans California Insurance License 0H04936. Compliance Approval 2023-166202 expires December 2025.